brothers and sisters, on a day like this, I'm going to go back home, put on the kettle, make myself a hot cup of tea, and settle into the crossword puzzle. And I'll mull over those vocabulary puzzlers. I'll wonder about obscure references to singers and artists that I've never heard of. I'll try to figure out the tortured pun that the puzzle writer has worked across those long blank spaces in the middle of the puzzle. And I will also be too clever for my own good. Because the worst part of a crossword puzzle is when you think you know the answer. A oh, five-letter word for aroma. Hmm, well, I've already got Oslo going across the top. It starts with S. Clearly, five-letter word for aroma starting with S has to be smell. Pat myself on the back, move on with the rest of the puzzle. And then, all of a sudden, trying to fill in this quote from Kurt Vonnegut, that blank is like magic that works, and I end up with smiance. Well, that doesn't seem right at all, but, but smell is curtain, certainly correct. That's where I'm getting the M from. Turns out, instead of smell as a five-letter word for Roma, it's supposed to be scent. So that it's not smiance, but science. But so often we can see but not understand. We can come to a quick understanding of a situation that fits, but is still wrong. And as we enter into these Sundays of ordinary time, we are called to see and understand Jesus. And we'll be given these stories of the early days of Jesus' ministry and shown over and over again some people who see but don't quite understand. Andrew is one of them. Andrew sees but doesn't quite understand. Because when he and the other disciple address Jesus, telling him what they want, they call him rabbi, meaning teacher. And if Jesus is a rabbi, a teacher, but he's certainly more than that. They just heard John the Baptist call him the Lamb of God. So that would seem like a, a pretty good title to use when addressing Jesus, because if John the Baptist used it, it seems like a pretty safe thing to say. But Andrew's still stuck in his own categories, his own way of understanding and seeing things. When he goes to find our patron saint, St. Peter, he tells them, we have found the Messiah, the Christ, the Anointed One. And again, Jesus is the Messiah. He is the Christ. But when Andrew says that word, he uses it in a particular understanding, a particular way of knowing. He imagines the Messiah to be perhaps a political or military leader who's going to kick the Romans out of Israel. Jesus is certainly the Messiah, but he's so much more than what Andrew understands. 
And even Andrew in his presentation of how he found Jesus isn't quite right. We have found the Messiah, he says to his brother. Now, I like to think of Andrew as the younger brother of Peter. He's trying to impress Peter in this moment. Because that could, that's the only thing that can explain why he is, well, not lying, but not entirely telling the truth either. Because it's not that he and the other disciple found Jesus. Jesus was pointed out to them. Behold the Lamb of God. And then they follow along behind what's pointed out. Andrew's taking rather too much credit for what has happened here. So maybe Andrew doesn't have the best understanding of the situation, but he has seen something. He has seen Jesus. He has seen the place where Jesus is staying. And while he may not have a perfect understanding of the situation, he is coming step by step to a deeper understanding, a deeper sight. Those blank spaces and the puzzle that is Jesus are being slowly filled in. Andrew's going to have to erase some of his previous guesses because they're not going to be quite right, not going to complete the picture of that true understanding of Jesus. Because true sight leads to understanding, but to see something truly, we have to see it on its own terms, not on what we imagine it to be. How often do we catch something out of the corner of our eye and then look fully to to make sure that we've seen it correctly? Because sometimes what we see out of the corner of our eye just doesn't make sense. We don't let that pass. We want to see truly, to see it on its own terms, not what we think or guess something to be. We want to see as John the Baptist sees, because he sees and understands as he is there on the banks of the Jordan River. He sees just Jesus walking by and says, Behold, the Lamb of God. He uses that title intentionally. And more than once in these early chapters of the Gospel of St. John, the Baptist calls Jesus the Lamb. And the reference to the Passover sacrifice is clearly there for everyone with the eyes to see it. Jesus has come to take away the sins of the world, to be offered up for the good of us all. But he is the Lamb of God. And this is more than just the favor that God gives to his beloved Son, not just a a sign of Jesus' special place in God's plan. As the Lamb of God, the emphasis there on of God means that Jesus has his origin in God because he is God. The Gospel passage very subtly hints at this when the disciples follow behind Jesus. Remember back to that story of Moses, where God shows himself to Moses, but God does not show his face to Moses. But Moses only sees God's back. So the first thing that Andrew and his fellow disciples see is Jesus' back. 
But then he turns and faces them, fulfilling the vision of Moses, revealing what every human heart longs to see in all of its wonder and majesty and awe and even a little bit of terror, the face of God. And God asks us the question, what are you looking for? Because Jesus sees and understands us. He knows better than we what we are looking for, and so he invites us along with Andrew to enter into true sight. Come, and you will see. Follow me, says Jesus, and I will show you true sight, true understanding. And Andrew, along with all of us, along with his brother Simon Peter, along with his fellow disciple, Andrew is on the way toward that true sight. With him, we are following Jesus. With him, we are staying where he is. What else would get us out of the house on a morning like this? Except for the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings, the Word made flesh. And with Andrew, we invite others to follow Jesus. Because we do not need perfect understanding to see that Jesus is worth following. We do not need perfect understanding to see that Jesus holds out to us an invitation to a fullness of life. We do not need full understanding to see that everyone needs this. And so Andrew, even though he has filled in the wrong answers on that puzzle that is Jesus, he has written down Rabbi and Messiah, and these, uh, they fit, but they're not quite right. Even with this incomplete understanding, he is still doing the right thing, inviting others to follow Jesus. Now, Jesus is more mystifying than even the most cleverly designed crossword. We will spend our whole lives trying to understand him, trying to fit ourselves into his pattern. But even now, while we have imperfect understanding with only some of the blanks of our lives filled in, we have enough faith to see Jesus as Andrew did. We have enough sight to understand how life-changing he is. We have enough understanding to invite others to come and see. After seeing how Jesus fills the blanks in the puzzle of our lives, we understand enough to share him as the answer to the puzzle of everyone's life. 